This episode is sponsored by the Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in the Weta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. Yes, I know I don't have pants on. Things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. We are back for this. I don't know what this episode is going to be now. But I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm joined by... (laughs) Giggle tits. Giggle, Giggle tits, tits Foreman. Giggle Look, tits Foreman. Like, okay, think, Chris, how you doing? I think you're in I think you're in for one hell of a podcast, my friend. Uh yeah. just pre-game <laughs> alone, I've seen that your uh your your defenses are down, your <laughs> the wall is falling, sir. It's the wall is crumbling. It is definitely crumbling. Uh <laughs> due to popular oh, demand of this individual and due to mean? him harassing me. I was going to say the popular demand was just me. And due to Patrick saying, please bring him on, I feel bad. (laughs) We are finally joined by the one, the only, the Rob. Straight out of Florida. Welcome, sir. Straight out of Florida. Coming straight Uh, out of Florida. It's a boy named Rob. (laughs) Podcast with no pants because he got no job. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you're employed. Sometimes no, I'm not. I'm in Florida. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, okay. it's, it's 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 a sporadic employment. Um, well, like that's, prostitution. That's, 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 yeah, like that. Um, <laughs> okay. But 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 more degrading and uh, for less money. So. <laughs> well, not that less. Were you a campaign because... manager? Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a I'm a I'm an ex. God, I'm a. Let's see if we could track it back. Okay, so I'm an ex paint <laughs> paint salesman. Uh, ex propane salesman, oh, former Hill. You were Hank Hill. What? I was. I was Hank Hill. Uh, the government gave me a hazardous materials license and allowed me to drive <laughs> drive propane trucks. Um, <laughs> I did appliance repair for about three weeks, and then I got fired. Um, let's see. I sold meat door to door. Prostitution for a while. That sounds like prostitution. Yeah, pretty much. I could just see a picture you going door to door. Hey, man, want to buy my meat? My 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 pitch was <laughs> I would knock on random people's door in the middle of the day, oh, driving a Toyota pickup truck with a deep freeze in the back, loaded with freeze dried filet mignon, and the pitch was, <laughs> ah, you like steak? And just you know, somebody would say yes, and I'm like, well, come on out to my truck because <laughs> I got a deep freeze in the back. Loaded full of saran, loaded full of vacuum sealed filet mignon. Yeah, that's not suspect at all. You're doing this shit in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. <laughs> I sold uh, I, I I sold vacuum cleaners door to door for Kirby. Um, oh yeah, who's Kirby? Vacuum cleaner, vacuum company. cleaner company. This you never uh, heard of Kirby? My, oh, it's trying to be funny, but obviously uh, they don't work very well. My my my. my <laughs> My my grandmother had a Kirby from the Great Depression, so I mean they lasted. And, that's, and that was what I would tell people. 
Like my grandmother has one of these that she bought in the twenties. Wait, you can't the, go the, wrong with it. The Kirby from the Great Depression would be a child who was cleaning in the Great Depression. So now the Kirby from the Great Depression is eighty three years old and still does all the cleaning. Or Kirby Rosita. It's a it's a kid it's a kid named Kirby. <laughs> he wants your government cheese, you better vacuum this carpet. <laughs> oh my, my god. My 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 dad was actually the worst about that because like the government cheese? No, um, having people work like that because he would have like, 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 like if a door to door salesman came to my dad's house, he would never, he would never turn them away, but he would never buy. So he'd be like, like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, come on in and vacuum vacuum my living room for me real quick. Oh, wow. That got everything. Uh, have a nice day. And he would just come out of the house. We would come home from school, and there's some salesman spot cleaning the, the living room, and then he would just, they'd spend an hour, and he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not buying anything. But yeah, it's a good product. That's awesome. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> that's that's me. That's me when I go to the mall, and the guy's like, hey, man, those are nice shoes. You me clean them shits? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And they're like, you want to buy this $80 pack of shit? Nope. Thanks. Nope. <laughs> No, I, I did have that. Actually, I did have that one time at the uh, the Galleria. There was a guy out there cleaning shoes. And oh, uh, he goes, he goes, hey, do you want me to clean your shoes? I'm like, I don't have any money. He goes, oh, it's okay. I'll just clean one shoe. And so <laughs> he pulls out his phone and starts filming it for it for like a TikTok ad, like a TikTok video ad. Oh, and so I got both shoes. For that. No, no, no. Here's what I did. Though. Midway through, I go, hey, are you going to clean the other one, too? And not leave me have, you know. Dunlop. Oh man! <laughs> and he kind of stopped and looked up at me and looked at the camera and goes, "Yeah, I'm not going to leave you like that." And proceeds uh, to clean both shoes while filming. So it was great. He didn't I, have a choice. He didn't have a choice. I asked him. I asked him why he was live. I'm like, "Yeah, hey man, oh, are you going to do both great. shoes?" Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Come on. Don't 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 blue ball me here with just one shoe. It's like you I don't have fin- it. I think you got to finish me off, man. Come on. Yeah, you always want to be finished off. You never want to be hanging. It's like, hey, hey, don't don't just do the tip. You got the whole thing. Come on now, it's for a video. Don't give me, yeah. don't give me my Jordan blue balls. <laughs> so, well, how, how how did the bracket end? Who won? Who won the bracket? Yeah. It was trick or treat. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's as <laughs> that's as rigged as the election. Hey, well, uh, hey, here, well, I'll say this. Here, here were the final four. Here were the final four. Okay. You had trick or treat. The classic creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, Carmel knows favorite Universal movie that he watched last week. That shouldn't time. even have been in there. Uh, the Thing by John Carpenter, yeah. and child and the original Child's Play. Okay, that is kind of a tough bracket because of the final four, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> what would have been your final four? The... Oh, he didn't, he didn't look at the bracket. He laughed at it. Oh, I laughed. I'm saying, like, <laughs> off the top of the dome, like if you had to pick I'll, four, I'll, I'll, off the top of my head. Final four. Now, are we talking like just Halloween, like vibe, or are we talking like all time horror movies? It's just all horror movies, random yeah. horror movies. I mean, a Christmas horror story was in one of the bracket parts, was in one of the sections. So, if I, so like, like, I guess so, if I had to pick like my hardest final four, it would be Cabin in the Woods. That was in I there. Think that's, I think that is the, in my opinion, the most perfect horror movie ever mm-hmm. made. Just in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we would have to have, uh, ooh, had to have The Exorcist in there, I think. Okay. Um, then, 
I'm thinking probably Creep Show for the anthology. Creep Show that was in there too. That, that made it to the final uh, the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and then I'd have to say. See, I don't want to even say like Halloween 78 or anything like that, because at least right now I'm so bored of anything to do with Halloween. I mean, like I would have to throw in there like Friday the 13th 3, I think mm. is just another one of those. Close. It's like it's like what, what me and Patrick have talked about and I've talked about on my other podcast. To me, like what makes a great <clears throat> horror movie or any movie is is rewatchability. Yes. Because like I can sit here and say that Schindler's List probably is one of the, or in Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, other movies like that are probably one of some of the best movies, but they just, I could always appreciate them, but they're not on my list of like all time favorite movies. Cause mm-hmm. there's no, there's no rewatchability for me. I'm yeah. not like, I'm not clicking through the channels or, or surfing through Amazon Ooh, and like, <laughs> and like, Oh yeah, honey, get the popcorn ready. We're going to, we're going to snuggle and watch Liam Neeson save all these Jews. Like, that's just, <laughs> is, is, is it a great movie? Go get it the is, Jiffy Pop. That's right. Um, he fun, picks up his remote is like, find Dark Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Man coming up. <laughs> and, that, and that's like why uh, I think uh, Cabin in the Woods is probably the all-time, what I think all-time greatest horror movie I mean, it just happens to be a horror movie, but it's probably one of the all-time greatest movies, kind of fun movies. Because I mean, you can watch Cabin in the Woods a hundred times, and okay. I don't think you'll ever the, hate it. Is it because of like the the fact that it's so meta in regards to like um, the commentary on like horror, well, like how it's so self-aware, basically? Yeah, I mean, there, there's that part. I think the biggest part of it is for me. I went and saw it in theater. And it was during, I think, I'm pretty sure that whole advertising thing was all, like, teaser trailer. I had yeah. no idea what I was going to watch. None. Yeah. And then as soon as the guys with the lab coats popped out, and oh, the yeah. very end, and the very end where they're sliding through the cubes, and there's, you know, like, the Wish version of Hellraiser and all these other things. All the great value, but, yeah. Yeah. It just, it just, it just really was, it really was great. And I mean, it, it is meta, but like, to me, Aaron will tell you, like, I hate scream. I was, I was, <laughs> I, I hate scream. I was listening to you guys on you, one you of hate anything with you, you hate anything with like a final girl. It seems like you hate Halloween. You hate, you know, frumpy, uh, well, uh can I, say I also don't much give a shit about scream either. I understand the cultural well, impact of scream, but like, well, see, that's see, like scream was, I think scream was making a movie and using the fact that it's meta to like sell it where cabin in the woods just happened to be meta. Somebody was writing a story and coming up with ideas naturally. Oh, and what if we did this? And then what if we did this? And those just so happened to be meta where I think scream the whole time was, and this this could be applied to so many movies nowadays, especially remakes uh, not just in the horror genre, but the whole time I think the guy from Scream was sitting uh-huh. there, like, like with his little notepad and writing. Oh, and he works at Block, and he's just patting himself on the back the whole time. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like that, that. That's the difference. I don't think Cabin in the Woods took itself seriously. Yeah, I can see your point there. Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. it was brilliant. I think Scream did take itself seriously. Well, okay, so okay, out of the three, you have Scream, 
you have a note you did last summer you had valentine's day and all of those are pretty much the same movie with a whodunit who's the killer type of uh yeah but i liked i like valentine's day because uh, uh jensen ackles is gorgeous <laughs> hey oh, okay look and i'm, I'm going to say in this i am also a dean girl um yes. My wife uh, is you a know. teen girl too, and well, actually, I hate, actually the funny part is I always cut you off, but I hate Supernatural. <laughs> I, just, I just I just happen to like Jensen Ackles, and I just happen to hate Jared Papalapadakis. So <laughs> Papalapadakis, <laughs> Jared Papalapadakis, Jared Jared Um, I thought he was miscast in uh, Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand ten. Okay, and um, he's got a, he need he needs to cut his hair because he's got a receding hairline, and he could well, have. He could I have, do too. If, look, it sucks. Oh god, it's awful. Yeah, but like, but you're like you're not growing it down to your shoulders and just combing it over. No, you're right. I cut it off like a couple years ago, but yeah. Well, I mean, no, nobody nobody can have the Kevin Costner comb over. No, nobody can do that Kevin Costner comb over. Oh man, oh, and Kevin man. Costner's hair is coming back somehow, some way. I'm telling you, I've been watching. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called a wig. Non-stop. It's called extensions. Oh, Aaron, uh, I, I, something just occurred to me. Yeah, there was a movie that was not on the list, right? Uh, uh, Six Sense was not on the list, was it? It was not on the list. No, it was not. Oh, okay. Because there's Again, a story I wanted to year. share. You can save well, that movie for next year. Oh, I'll save the movie, and I'm not going to save the story. Oh, well, save the movie. Uh, yeah, you can tell the story. Go ahead. Okay, listen, listen. I wish it would have been on the list because this story is epic. Uh, the girl uh, that I was really into at the time, her name was uh, Jared Papalakadakadis, and she Jared, uh, Jared syphilides. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like, hey, um, I was driving a, 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 a Geo Tracker or a Chevy Tracker at the time, like you know, a diet Jeep basically, and uh, I had the hotspot. She's like, you want to go see a movie? I was like. Sure, it was like in the afternoon, so it was cheap. I was like, you know, when I don't know what I can't remember what year that movie came out, but I was younger, obviously, and I didn't have any money. And so she was like, "Come pick me up, we'll go see the movie." So whatever, and I was like, "Yeah." So picture with me, we went to the movie theater. We it was like afternoon, one o'clock-ish to go see the Sixth Sense. I had never seen it, right? It's my first mm-hmm. time ever seeing it. Uh, we went in the theater, and of course, you know, when you take a girl to the movie theater. You know, and you're a young guy, you tend to sit at the very top of the theater, right? Yeah. Right? We're all on the same page here. So, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we, we go up to the, <laughs> sit at the top, and we're the only people in there. It was almost a private screening. I was like, cool, man, right on. I got this girl at the hots for. We're going to watch this movie I'm excited about. And then this older couple was probably at the same age I am now. I mean, back then I probably thought they were 84 years old, but they came in and they sat up the bit, like towards the bottom. So it was just that couple and us. I remember watching the movie and um, you know, you're yeah. young and you're, you're young at heart. You're young and you're, you're attracted and you're, you know, you're no longer paying attention to the movie. You know what I mean? You're yeah. paying attention to each other. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, she's like, we're getting, you know, close. And she's like, uh, you want me to do this? I was like, in here? And she's like, the answer's yes. always yes, by the way. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, I had ne- look, this was a plateau I had never reached before, right? This isn't, I, I was in uncharted territory. So I was just like, uh, okay. well, no time like the present. So, yes. And so 
this is happening. I'm, letting, I'm giving you guys, of course, I think you're on the same page. And our 17 listeners, I'm giving them a lot of credit. I know they know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you know, things are happening. And, and, you know, I look down there <laughs> to make sure that we're not being, you know, peeped on. And we're being peeped on by the couple down at the bottom. Right? Oh, nice. But it's not like they went and told on us or anything. I could just see them people. I see dead people. I see a stiffy. Listen, listen. <laughs> Here's the visual. This is a visual that only you two can appreciate, and I can only do it for you guys, right? Yeah, because we're the guy in our own the, video chat. Yes, I'm the guy at the bottom looking down or looking up at me up, up top. Uh-huh. You know, I'm sitting like this, right? You only you notice how I have one head? Yeah. Okay, so I notice he notices me. He looks up, he goes. <laughs> I was like, thumbs up. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. And then so, <laughs> I don't know how much more of the movie they paid attention to, but I, I, anytime I see the sixth sense now, like when that movie, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this more in depth next time on the next bracket when it comes next up. But like the, you know, the the twist of the movie was I got a blowjob at the movie theater, so it was really awesome. Well, no one saw it coming. She didn't see it coming. It was it was a whole thing. Well, I'll take coming though. <laughs> now, 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 now. Every time you see Bruce Willis, every time, all kind, all kind of feelings. Uh, I'm conflicted. Yeah, I'm like it's, this movie sucks, but people. she also sucked, and this is great. So, is it really all that bad? You know, Cop Out wasn't that bad of a movie for me. You know, hey, Rock Out with it out. Rock out with your cop out, yeah. Rock out with it out. Rock out with it out. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, the you empty, mentioned going to the movie theater. theater. Well, the empty theater reminds me of the first time that, like, <laughs> I, 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 I realized <laughs> that um, that John Claude Van Damme is a terrible actor. <laughs> what the hell did that come from? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> Was because the, the only from from Ghostbusters soldier. No, no, the only time I've ever been in a completely empty and nobody else did show up movie theater was for Time Cop. And I remember <laughs> being so excited to see Time Cop with my best friend at the time. And we got in there and we were just like running amok in the theater watching Time Cop. <laughs> and then I remember telling that story to somebody like years later, we were in a theater and maybe it was my wife, and I'm like, I'm in the theater, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, nobody's in here. Oh my god, nobody. We're gonna have an. Empty. It's just like it's just like Time Cop. It's just like a. It's, it's like, just yeah, like Time cause, Cop. Yeah, because because uh, John Claude Van Damme sucks, and nobody would pay to see him. And I was, no, you're right. <laughs> like, that probably was that probably was oh, the last man, movie he ever made that went into theaters was Time Cop. Wow. And me and Brandon, my friend from oh. Tampa, were the only people to see it. Wow, oh I am wow. I this this podcast has gotten off track and it's been great. We went, we went from Ghost Head to Time Cop to <laughs> selling. Which I mean, door Time door. Cop. Time Cop is honestly, you know, probably one of his better works, and it really is a shame <laughs> that I was the only person in the theater. Uh, but I saw Time Cop. I liked it. You I know, my mind was really blown when I realized that I was Bruce Willis the whole time. You know what I mean? 
you know, the whole thing just went off. You, the you know, crazy. you know, the thing for you is every time Bruce Willis pops on the screen or you see Haley Joel Osment saying, I see dead people. All you're going to think is skeet, 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 skeet. And then the little John's I, I don't want to coordinate. And I don't want to make any connections between my boner and Haley Joel Osment, please. It's going to happen. I, I would be the only person on the planet who would do that. And I don't well, want to be the, the only mo- person. Have you seen Tusk lately? That that might change your opinion. What? Do you no, no. Do you watch Tusk? Well, yes. That goes without oh. saying. Oh, it must be the prosthetic nose on uh, Johnny Depp, truly. Well, no, it's, that, that I was just about to bring up Tusk because of Haley Joel. I think he's, I, I, I think he's Nosferatu. I think he's a vampire. I think, well, I think he, well, he's he a, ate. He, he, he's a pretty big kid now, or a big guy now. I know, but his face looks the same. It, it's like Kirsten Dunst. It's like Kirsten Dunst in, in, in interview interview with the vampire, except with like with like a fatter lawn gnome. Underneath, you know, he's got a point. You you know, when you see those memes where it's like somebody's face on their head and they make the head bigger and the face is still the same, yeah, yeah. that's the same shit. Yeah, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He does have those, uh, he does have a meme face. He does, he was was hilarious in Tusk, though. Like, I think he, yeah, I I think he's pigeonholed. Yeah, oh, that was god, that's that movie is just awful (laughs) with Dick Tracy, yeah, with uh, with Warren Beatty. Hey, come on! He had he had a yellow trench coat. Well, seeing oh, as how man. this podcast is going to make zero sense, and my job is just chaos. Um, <laughs> it is. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we'll play a little roundtable game because Dick Tracy. Okay, what movie have you gone back and rewatched from your childhood that you thought was the coolest thing in the world, and then it just completely like ruined? Like after watching it, you were just like, "Oh my god." Like now I know why my parents hated me so much when I was and Dick Tracy was on because I remember as a kid uh, I had the toys and I loved it and I went back maybe ten years ago and it was on Amazon and I watched it and, and fifteen minutes in I'm like man I was I was a terrible child like, I, had, <laughs> I had I had no taste whatsoever because I really loved that movie <laughs> as a kid uh, okay I I can answer this first because there's there's really only one movie that that, that this has happened to. No, I take back two movies. Two movies. First movie, Mac and Me. I went back and we watched it. That movie oh, is terrible. Shit. I've never right. seen that. Terrible. Oh, it's got the kid in the wheelchair. The whole t- the whole Paul Rudd thing. On a okay, yeah. So I was thinking that has to be what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's that's what movie. it's from. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. And that movie was just terrible. Now it's it's horrible. Mac it's, and Me, man. The yeah. Little yeah, hand it's, thing. It, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much an aliens ripoff, or you know, it's it's just bad. It's Second just, movie, it, it wanted to be it wanted to be ET so bad. It did. It really. It, it's like ET from Wish. Yeah. Second movie, <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids. <gasps> never, I'm, I've I never seen that, the Garbage Pail. Kids I love that movie as a kid. I rewatched it a few years ago, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Why? Oh, man. It Why did bad. I like this? I love the cards. I love the little figures and everything like that. But why? This movie, that movie is scared terrible. the shit out of me, man. The, Watch the... it again. It's terrible now. Oh my god. It oh is not good. God. It is not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, Chris, what's your what's your movie that you loved as a kid that you hate as an adult now oh, or can't stand? That is a good question. Uh, because honestly, like I liked the first Ninja Turtles and I still love the first Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like Batman eighty nine, I still love Batman eighty nine. Okay. Best Batman um, movie ever is Batman 89. Right? Yes. Seriously. Best. Hands down. Um, 
God, man. Something I went back and watched and completely abhorred today and would never watch again. Um, God, Mac and Me's pretty high, man. Like, I, cause I saw yeah. that recently and I was just like, oh. Yeah, Mac and Me's, it's, it's, it's a chore. It's definitely a chore. Um, Come back to me. Come back to me. I got to think about that one. Okay. All right, Rob. How about, okay. Besides Dick Tracy, what about you? Oh, oh man. Um, God, I'd have to say, man, like one that I watched all the time. I'm, I'm probably gonna have to say Ninja Turtles uh, two. Really? The, <clears throat> it's not terrible. No, I'm not gonna, not gonna say like it's terrible. I'm not gonna say that. But I remember that being my favorite as a kid was Ninja Turtles 2, probably because it was brighter and it was more uh, goofy. And but more Vanilla Ice? I do. I have oh. the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> go, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I remember watching it with the kids. Like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. It's so good. And then the second one, I was just like kind of like looking at the kids. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I really <laughs> oh, look, look, I'm trying wow. to explain to my son. Like last time I saw this, I I had Michelangelo pajamas. Okay, I really, but you know, like it wasn't terrible. I will say that one movie that <laughs> I rewatched like three or four years ago, um, yes. and like the director's cut or whatever. Um, I remember watching it as a kid and not liking it that much. But now as an adult, it's like one of my go-to. I'm bored. I got nothing to think of to watch, and I can like almost put it on as is RoboCop. So I remember as a kid watching it like on TNT or TBS, and all of the ultra-violent okay. stuff was edited out. But then watching it again okay. as an adult, you're like, that movie's genius. That movie is absolutely <laughs> it brilliant. Is. It is. And then you watch like Starship Troopers, and you're like, oh, I'm really getting it. I really understand what <laughs> what what they're doing here. Um, but yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a ton that I got. I mean, there's probably some like really, really kiddie ones that I have watched with the, with my kids that I didn't really looking back on. I'm like, man, that yeah, that's that's that was not good. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I actually went back and rewatched Harry and the Hendersons and tried to face my fears. Um, <sighs> How did that scare you? Because what? Because of Sasquatch or? Oh yes, I, when when I was a kid, Harry and the Hendersons, like I had nightmares from Harry and the Hendersons as a child. Really? But, uh, and now, but now you watch it as an adult, and when John when John Lithgow slaps the uh, the Sasquatch and tells him to leave, and they don't want him anymore, you just you just cry. That there is a grown man weeping. I yeah. would, I would cry. I definitely would. Right, you know what? My my teen years can 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 we? Because I I can I can think of like a bunch of movies from my teenage years when I, when I was collecting VHSs because I was cool like that and I had yeah. all those movies and shit. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, one movie that I can't believe I watched and liked, and I, I might I might I might get scorned from this, mm-hmm. but I cannot go back and rewatch Awesome Powers. None of it. Ooh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. agree with that. So I can agree with that fucking stupid. I can agree uh, with that. And I, I want to go back in time and grab me by the grab me by the scruff of my neck and be like, "Listen, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of I this could, shit I, would be I, funny I, ten years from now." No, I could, I could definitely. Austin Powers, yeah, it doesn't hold up. 
Um, no, they will. I'd much rather have much rather watch like Saw I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> that's wow. that's classic. That one's still good. Yeah. Um some of the Wayans brothers things as they age, like once we get to scary movie three and four and so on, I remember oh, it runs its course, yeah. I remember laughing at that, but then yeah, not so much. Oh um, my god. Well, oh well, Blank Man. You remember Blank Man? Yep. Oh jeez. I remember that one. Yeah, I, I tried to go back and watch that. That dude, if they made that movie today, social media would have that movie for lunch. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I no just, fun- they uh, like Amazon. I was trying to watch. What was I trying to watch? I was trying to watch. Uh, Don't be a menace. <laughs> and uh, you can't even buy it on Amazon. It's not available anywhere. And then I saw Netflix. What? Just put it on Netflix. But I, I, I do remember laughing my ass off at what don't yeah. be a menace in south central while sipping your cider in the hood or something like that drinking your juice in the hood <laughs> drinking your, your cider ju- i don't know <laughs> sipping your cider <laughs> does this take place in austin texas don't be a menace to austin texas while drinking your ipa in in the hood no, in edo or whatever the fuck on, on sixth street yeah <laughs> jesus wow that's <laughs> wow that's i i'm okay it's been a while. Okay, it's the it's the Christmas season. I was thinking about cider. <laughs> I, I I can tell. So so Rob, you unlike Patrick have had a long history with podcasting, especially with the CCH. So how yeah. did you get involved with the Blood Brothers, Danny and Scotty, and become and become a podcaster on that show, and being become well, a host on that show? How I, did I that was happen? a I I was a I was a former podcaster before then. I had. Um, I, I would say that I was, I I was skilled and honed in podcast mediocrity years before Uh I attempted to join the cult classic horror (laughs) show. Did you go to college Um, for it? Uh, this is Florida. No. Oh, do you? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I went to public school in Florida. There was no, there was no college for me. Um, central, central, central Florida at that. Um, but no, uh, I had, I had like several podcasts. I had one with my brother, um, which was, uh, terrible. Um, but we were, we would do skits. Like it came from Netflix was one of our skits. And, um, we would just, I would literally Google, um, worst, worst movie, worst show on Netflix. And we would force each other to watch them. And then it's very similar to what me and Patrick kind of do now with pitch deck. Um, yeah. we would have to talk the movies up. So oh, it would be wow. like, you know, this week on what came from Netflix, we watched whether it was a movie or like three episodes of like Paris Hilton is living on a farm, just whatever oh, we could. And we'd have yeah. to try to talk it up positively. <laughs> um, and then that fell through. Um, I had another podcast called, um, uh, oh, I had one called Craigslist Connection which was where I just put an ad out on Craigslist for a podcast host, randomly met a stranger off the internet. And uh, we, just started doing a po- we just started doing a podcast together. Um, oh, that's awesome. Then I, had, then I had Edge of Suburbia, which was a podcast. It was basically like two, uh, like two early thirties, late twenties, like it was like a bro cast kind of thing. Um, which, (laughs) which was, which which was, which was fun to do, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't really work out. But anyway, uh, I used to drive, 
again, the government allowed me to drive hazardous materials for a living. Um, driving okay, propane down the road whilst driving, driving down the road, steering with one knee, you know, changing gears with the other and lighting a cigarette while driving a propane truck. That was oh, me. Yeah. Um, and then that's where I found <laughs> podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to the last podcast on the left. And once I literally burned through like everything they had done, this is when they were first starting. So it didn't take long. Um, I just like Googled horror movie podcasts or horror podcasts mm-hmm. and found cult classic horror. Um, you know, they weren't very good, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, figured it, I figured it would be something to pass the time. Um, you could just, you know, you could just tell they needed help. They were inexperienced. Yeah, the, yeah, those um, early episodes with where they talked Evil Dead, the the Evil Dead, Ash vs. Evil Dead series. I listened to that. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. But I was they they did they were on. Um, I listened to a bunch of their stuff actually. There wasn't really a ton, but I listened to everything. Uh-huh. Um, and then they would do a thing to where they would do like uh, the um, uh, like the in the middle of every episode they would do a giveaway and a horror halftime. And it was a meme contest, and I won a meme contest, uh, a very, in today's world, it would trigger a lot of people. I, I, I made a very homophobic <laughs> meme about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I think we um, all did. Yeah. Oh. And, and uh, which I stand by, and I'm proud of it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, uh, I, I had won, and they were going to send me a shirt or something, and I said, hey, how about this? How about um, you listen to one of these episodes that I recorded? Like I had like a solo episode, which I had totally lied. Yeah. And I had told them that, oh, yeah, I do this solo podcast where I kind of review movies. And I said, well, anyway, if I send you a solo podcast of me uh-huh. talking about um, Poltergeist 2015, I think it was, I was like, if you like it, can I guest host on one of your shows? Can I be a guest? And he said, oh, Danny, I was talking with Danny, and he was, oh, yeah, 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 just sent it. So I ran in the garage uh-huh. and, like, did, like, a 10-minute review of how terrible that movie was. And then, like, <laughs> copied and pasted it and sent it to him. And I had podcasts, <clears throat> so it sounded yeah. good. And uh, they said, yeah, sure. And they were cleaning, they were clearing out a couple episodes. And I said, well, what are you doing next? They said, Friday the 13th. I said, well, I'll wait two or three weeks. And... Um, if you, if that's okay with you guys, I want to do Friday the 13th, one and two, they were doing combination episodes. Yeah. I remember that. And, and I got on and it was like a two and a half hour episode. It was, it was and, a very long episode. Definitely and we just, episode. and we just hit it off and started, you know, texting and messaging. And I slowly became, I think I was on like every other episode or once a month or, um, stuff like that. And eventually they were just like, dude, why don't you just come on full time? And uh, I said, cool, are you going to pay me? They said, no. Um, <laughs> I, said, uh, I said, okay, you know, Amen. that sounds great. And uh, they just ended up, I mean, honestly, um, you know, Danny and Scotty are awesome, awesome guys. And uh, like, I honestly consider, consider them my best friends. It's just yeah, weird. They're really good, they're really like, good we, people. We, 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 we met online. I, I tried to go to Colorado and visit them. They come down to Florida. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it just turned into like this really, really cool, like, you know, bromance. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm bromantically involved 
right now. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a long distance. Um, bro, it's complicated. You know, relationship. But, you have um, but no, but no, they're, they're just they're just awesome guys. And then that turned into um, making a movie. We did a we did a found footage movie. Um, so, I mean, we're I think uh, right now we're recording just, you know, whenever. Um, yeah, I think like I think like most podcasts like like cult classic horror mm-hmm. um, when you have uh you know, when, when the only talent that you have, uh, gets busy, you know, it's really hard to keep the show going and I've just been really busy lately. So it's just, it's, <laughs> so, it's so you're really, the talent, you're the talent. Yeah. yeah like, oh, of course. Is there and, any doubt that I'm the talent? And not the two brothers who are getting acting gigs. No, no, that's, that's a whole different talent. That's, that's a whole different they're talent. Pretty. Okay. They're, they're, they're pretty. <laughs> I, but no, hey. I mean, I think I honestly, honestly think it was really a decision that we all made. Um, hey, I mean, three and... out of four talent is not bad. No, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he won't listen to this. Uh, he won't. He doesn't but have a no, safety vest. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, I just think it's like uh, a show based on reviewing horror movies is more um, in most podcasts. I mean, I think now because the you know for somebody a, a veteran of mm-hmm. uh, of of performing poorly <laughs> at uh, at podcasts, um, no, like you know, pod podcast is is the new talk radio, is the yeah. new whatever. Yeah. Everybody's doing it, so I mean, if you're going to start a podcast or do a podcast or continue a podcast, you have to really kind of have it in your mind that it's just going to be for fun. You know, and if and, and if something happens to it after that, then that's awesome. That's great. But you know, for cult classic horror to to turn out to be the best, you know, movie review or horror review podcast, I think there's way more work involved in that than any of us really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, especially when you're competing, not just I think you know you kind of paint yourself in a corner only doing horror movies. Um, but you know, you got to compete with how did this get made? You got to compete with we yeah. hate movies. You got to compete with bloody disgusting. You got to compete with uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> you got to compete with uh, the horror show with Sean and Joe, which those guys are absolutely awesome. Um, and so I don't think I think that you know it kind of fractures. Yeah, it does. You know, it just it's explode. It's, it's kind of explosive. It's a, it's a shotgun effect. You know, like I love true crime. I mean, nothing, nothing fills my heart with joy more than murder. Um, <laughs> not me doing it or me being <laughs> murdered or anybody I know, but just watching, watching the aftermath of other murders. Um, but I know like, exactly what it, you mean. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, you know, what a started true crime podcast and compete with tr- crime junkies. And oh, you and, listen you to know, crime junkies. You I listen love to it. Junkies. Yeah. Oh, the, those uh, two bitches that gossip. Yeah, Britney's a Britney's a moron. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I remember listening to last podcast on the left when it was the only independent true crime podcast, uh-huh. and then now you got my favorite murder, uh, crime junkie, and then now you have Forty Eight Hours, Dateline, yeah, NBC, all of them. They're all ripping episodes to audio format and pumping those out as podcasts they are oh wow so it's just it's 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 a really it's i think i think it's 
it's good to do when it's fun to do and when it's no longer fun to do. I mean, unless somebody's writing you a paycheck, you don't really want to do stuff you don't want to do. So, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. But, but now you're now you, while you're, I guess you're what part-time seasonal with CCH and you've kind of got your own thing going now. You got, you have, okay. Is a robot punch or is it horror stuff? Because when I go to I have, uh, iTunes, I have no idea anymore. So when I go to <laughs> iTunes, when I search it, it comes up as Robot Punch, but the title says Horror Stuff. It's it's a Rubik's Cube, if you will. It's uh it's a conundrum. It's a riddle within uh it's a riddle within a shadow box wrapped in confusion. It's an onion, um, many layers. It's me telling Patrick, call it this, and then it get la- it got labeled something, and then I think me messaging Patrick back, can we change the channel name? And being like, I don't know anymore. And we're just like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> like, but no, I think, I, think if you, I think if you search horror stuff, you'll find it. If you, I think the channel is Robot Punch, which is fine. Um, it's just, again, it's just us having a good time, ripping on stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first podcast <clears throat> I've done since the last time we did horror stuff. So I've kind of like, well, actually, this, yeah, because you asked patrick to come on the show instead exactly. of me yeah exactly. and then now i've refused to even show up to my own show <laughs> <laughs> until you get a trailer <laughs> so, so yeah so i've i've boycotted uh going on to my own show very yes, i i have to say i heard that episode the halloween episode in the opening intro where you, you threw plenty of shade about patrick coming on the show I don't even know. I don't even know if we could call it shade. I think it was just straight up verbal abuse and and uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, what, what do they call it now? Gaslighting. I oh yeah. Guess. You, you pretty much Ike Turnered him all over the place. Verbally, Ike Turnered Patrick. You did. Um, and again, that show and, and that show is really really fun to do. I really I really enjoy that show. Um, but again, I I'm I, I'm easily distracted. Uh, so, because <laughs> Patrick was like, "Are we are we going to record?" And I said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record the Halloween episode, right?" And he was like, "No, Rob, we're not. We're supposed to be recording. Shit, I don't remember what we're supposed to be recording now. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it was it was it was something else. What were we supposed to record? Oh, Troll it's gonna two? bother me. Troll? Oh no, no, it was something worse than that." Oh, the the new the new Paranormal Activity movie we're supposed oh, to record, okay. which I'll have to go back and rewatch because I don't remember I don't remember it anymore. Um, Nobody does. Nobody remembers that's that movie. No, um, I mean, speaking of Halloween, uh, it was awful. It was terrible. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a travesty. Well, and, well, uh, if you if you want to hear your opinion, they could go back and listen to that episode, which you go into detail how, how that movie is terrible. And about how much Halloween 2018 shouldn't even exist and makes no sense to See, the story. I do need to start promoting that episode more. And it just goes to show because I had <clears throat> forgot that I had recorded it. Yeah, you already did. <laughs> you already recorded <laughs> I did because I thought me and Patrick were going to record it. And I completely forgot that we did record it. Oh, oh but, yeah. You you opened the show with Stone Shade of Patrick for coming on this show. Then you went into great detail about how Halloween 2018 doesn't exist. You take it out of the franchise. It still that makes was a good probably, movie. Aaron's listened to a lot of my podcasts, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but that was probably the most sense I've ever made in a podcast. Like I complete, it was like Will Ferrell blacking out in uh, 
in in that frat house movie where he's in the debate thing and he just so you're Frank the Tank, Frank the yeah, tank? pretty much. Because I do believe at the end of that, I find I had Patrick speechless. Now that I remember, yeah. I recorded it because I made did. so much wow. sense with my with my hypothesis. So, so I do know that you know, besides a horror movie fan fanatic, you are also a big fanatic of act of eighties action movies or just action yes. movies in general. Um, I, I I will I I will say I think I think action movies honestly. Um, I'd say probably peaked like 2005. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say like my, my love of action movies goes up to there. Um, mm-hmm. I think anything, I think anything that like, uh, Don Simpson, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, Tony <clears throat> Scott, mm-hmm. um, some Ridley Scott, uh, you know, I think, I think any of those were like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do love, action movies i think some of the newer ones are i mean i can't even think of like a really like you know today's action action movie that like i really um i really dug recently recently um, well, but okay well okay let's let's kind of do this what what is your mount rushmore of action stars who is on your mount rushmore of action oh man um I'm going to, you know what? I mean, I'm probably going to say Mel Gibson is probably uh, my Mount Rushmore of action movies only because I believe lethal weapon one through three are perfect. Okay. Action movies. Um, Again, rewatchability. I have this argument that I get into with people about Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, But I, you can't, I don't believe you could replace Mel Gibson in lethal weapon. Okay. Fair enough. If you if you yeah. put Stallone if you put Stallone in, it doesn't work. If you put Bruce Willis in, I honestly don't think it works because Bruce Willis can't really get the craziness. He can't turn it up to eleven. Um, and then with Mel Gibson too, I think you had movies like um, Ransom, which is a okay. thriller action movie, and he he is phenomenal in it. Um, so I think he's probably like on my list of absolute. Uh, I guess you call it like realist, like realism action stars. Okay. Um, okay. I can kind of see that, you know, where then I think you have like in the eighties and nineties, you had superhuman action stars, which is where Stallone, you got demolition man. You have other things like that that come in. Oh man. Oh, I'm sorry. Three seashells. I love, I love, I love demolition. Man. Go ahead. Oh, I, I love demolition man too. Uh, you know, and Arnold's just never really been on my list only because, I think he's great. I think the movies he does are are very good. Okay, but he's not to me. He'll he's just not. I I would have to say besides besides Eraser, which I really did like Eraser. He's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. He's not very relatable. He's not like okay. a relatable. Guy. Arnie plays Arnie in every movie. It's like if you watch yeah. Ronald McDonald in a McDonald's commercial, it's Ronald McDonald in every Ronald McDonald commercial. <laughs> And, and and he's great. Like I think True Lies is a great movie. I think Eraser is a great movie. Okay. Um, you know, but he, I still, he's hard to compare because you have Sylvester Stallone, who would go and do Rambo, which is kind of gritty, still kind of superhuman. But then Stallone would go off and he would do like Cliffhanger, 
Yeah. And and you're you're actually watching Cliffhanger. That's another one of those movies that as a kid I did not appreciate enough. Um but you watch Cliffhanger and you are kind of on your the edge of your seat a little bit forced alone because he you don't every situation he's in, you don't automatically believe he can get out of. Yeah. Where if Arnold's in there, it's almost like, you know, I'm not really into comic books, but it's like Superman versus Batman. It just, I mean, he could just flick him. Like, it, it doesn't make much sense. So. That's true. That is true. I mean, what about you guys? I mean, y'all leave the weapon or y'all die hard? Or you? Oh, no, for for action stars, uh, I kind of grew up on, like, on, like on the, the, the B section of, like, the Blockbuster video or the Mom and Pop movie store. Yeah. So... I didn't really get to watch a lot of Stallone or, or Schwarzenegger when I was growing up, but I did catch a lot of Don the Dragon Wilson. He was always action movies. For some mm-hmm. reason, he was always yeah. he was always around. Uh, Bolo Young, always around. <laughs> oh, yeah. As, 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 yeah, from the last episode. Uh, as, an, as an action villain, action movie villain. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan, I grew up on Jackie Chan. And oh, yeah. I mean, girl, I didn't. I didn't grow up on him, but I do remember when they first started really pumping them out on TBS and TNT and uh, Rumble in the Bronx and stuff like that. I do Operation Condor, watching. Drunken Master, all those, all yeah. those movies. Shanghai Nights. Anyways, <laughs> no, what was the other one? Uh, uh, Shanghai Noon. No, the the one with the cop with Chris Tucker. Rush Hour, the Rush Hour movies. Yeah, I remember when those were big. I, never, I again, I've, I've never seen a Rush Hour. It's weird. Like I hit massive wow. gaps in pop culture, apparently. Yeah. Um, but no, I do remember Rumble in the Bronx being fantastic. And I'd have to say, like, Jean Claude Van Damme is is on that list, but I just don't see. I just don't really ever catch myself going back to watch Jean Claude Van Damme anymore. Uh, me either, man. Same boat. I, okay, so hey, that's another movie that I would say growing up I loved, but watching it now I'm kind of like, what was I thinking? And I'm just gonna say it, Bloodsport. I'm just gonna say yeah, it. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. No, here's why. Here's why. It doesn't hold up. The, there is a five minute or a three minute section where he's doing the uh, the the roundhouse the split roundhouse kick, where they do it three times in a row, and then the last time in slow motion, and it's the same kick. He did one kick, yeah. and they did like they, they turn it into two minutes. It doesn't make sense. Back then, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Now I'm like, that's like half the fight. Like him doing the move in slow motion and replay. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah I agreed. You know what? I think uh, for me, one of the things, the movies that kind of fall on that list, but I still do it anyway because of some kind of weird sense of loyalty to it, is uh, the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe. That's another one, direct TV action movies with Dolph Lundgren. Well, you know, it's like uh, as a kid, I was such a huge, uh, a huge Masters fan that yeah. it was like the idea again with Ninja Turtles. Like if they would have made a GI Joe movie back in the you know early '90s, I would have been one of the first kids to go see it. You know what I mean? Like it was the, the idea of seeing the cartoons and stuff, the comic books, the things you read come to life. You're like, oh yeah, my god, that's when true. Yeah, can you get there fast enough? You that know? is true. That is very no, I will true. still, I will still punish myself. Well, I can't even call it punishment. It definitely is like a, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like unfriended. It's one of my little, so uh, it's like, it's like a treat that I give myself. I, but, I was um, waiting for you to bring that crappy movie up. Uh, but um, uh, Steven, Steven Seagal's On Deadly Ground is a fantastic fantastic action movie and I, I, you know, if it, you can put all the, put all the holes in it you want. 
Um, but you know, uh, he's, he's, he's out there. He's, he, he's, he, he kicks ass for the environment and <laughs> he kicks and, ass for subway. He just wants a subway sandwich. I, you know what? I'm, I'm all for him letting himself go. Um, oh, he I, did. I, I, I'm all for it. Um, no, the on deadly ground, I think is another one of those. There's another one of those like blockbuster movies that as a kid, you have no idea who Steven Seagal is. But the cover <laughs> looks so good. You're like, I'm gonna watch that, and you watch it, and you're like, Yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. Okay. It's, it's okay. so good. It's fantastic. Um, it's like Hard Target. I remember seeing <laughs> the cover for Hard Target and having to watch it. And uh, rewatching Hard Target is really hard to do because I still want to really. There is one. There, there's those movies are the movies that you remember, like eight minutes out of an hour and forty runtime. And you'll justify <laughs> the other hour and 32 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah. Because you're like, what are you talking about? He karate chopped a rattlesnake, man. Nobody else <laughs> can do that but John claude Van Damme. Oh, oh, Nobody else. We, uh, keep, we keep talking about JCVD here. We're not even talking about uh, Street Fighter. I mean, come on. I can't talk about Street Fighter. Oh, <laughs> come on. That's, come I mean, on. that's the only John claude Van Damme movie I've only watched once and have never watched again like i've tried to convince my wife that john claude van damme's cool so like you know i said like you gotta watch time cop you gotta watch time cop come on you're gonna, you're gonna awesome. love it it's great and uh i think time <laughs> Cop's probably the only john claude van damme movie she'll sort of kind of uh, like forgive even though that mullet was had so much oil in it uh, and um oh, and but, hey, on, on the same note on the same note steven seagal's ponytail had a lot of crisco in it oh yeah because it didn't move i mean it did was not just, move no, it was, it was like, just greased. It was like gre- deep fried in Crisco. That was not Crisco. That was the blood of his enemies. That that's he right. He was using to paste the hair to his head. That's why know. his head. That's why his head smelled like a big fucking bag of pennies. I, th- I think it might have been like liquefied Twizzlers or something. Or Twinkies. So, the, the, that, yeah, the, the liquefied Twizzlers podcast. All things <laughs> Twizzlers. <laughs> all things coming Twizzlers, soon. All things. Uh, what the fuck? Why am I blanking on his name? We just got done talking about him. Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal, yeah. Sorry. You know, the, we, we talk about the other podcast that's on the Cross the Streams. It's the Chuck Norris meets Barney podcast yeah, or whatever. No that's, no, that's the Charles Bronson and uh, Burt Reynolds podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> when, 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 when Steven Seagal becomes the ambassador for Mountain Dew, it's going to be really hard for he him. He will never do that. He will never do that because he has his own energy drink. Does he really? He had, he had, you've never seen it? No. Oh, geez. No. Like the, Can I order it? Like, like in the middle, in the mid 2000s, he had his own energy drink that was through Walmart. And holy shit. And oh, he had two, what's it called? Uh, uh, it was like, it had, it had like a big Asian like uh, look to it. Like it was very Asian themed. I need, I need, I need Aaron to rank me from, from worst to best Mountain Dews. Like, are you drinking like the ginger snaps Mountain Dew? That I'm actually drinking like, the ginger fruit Mountain Dew right now. I don't think I don't think Aaron's going to have a worse Mountain Dew. I think everything's going to be this one big ass Mountain Dew. No, I do. The the uh, the peach tea that they have at KFC is terrible. They have peach tea Mountain Dew. Yeah, I mean, at KFC. <sighs> at at uh okay, so Steven Seagal's lightning bolt. Is it still around? Or has the FDA somehow? Dude, I was about it? to say, 
Because <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> that's, that's the plot of the movie. That's the plot of Under Siege 14. Him trying to get his drink over here from South Korea, and they're like, no, you can't. And he's like, I'll buy any means necessary. I'm sending you both the link to it so you can see the can, what the can looks like. Oh, there's I'm one on eBay. Damn it, y'all's y'all's computers are faster than mine. I'm I'm on I'm on the Wi-Fi. Steven Seagal's like on eBay. Asian experience. Aaron, Aaron, if you want to give me something for for Christmas, <laughs> I found it on eBay for six thousand nine hundred dollars. The last can. <laughs> I'm not going to give you that. I'm, I don't have that much money. It says that you can you could do payment plans through uh, through PayPal. Only uh, three hundred and eight dollars uh, for very rare one of one. How is it one of one? They had these things at Walmart. Well, apparently this was the last one to survive. Survive what? The Great Segalening? It's never been opened. I wonder what the expiration date is on it. <laughs> I, don't I mean, could you drink it, or is it like those people that drink clear Pepsi? I I don't know. Ninety-three, and then get food poisoning. See, so I, I could never try the blue flavor. I can never try the blue flavor because that one was always uh, nasty. But the cherry was okay. The cherry one was okay. I, I'm, I'm not even going to try to lie on that one. But uh, yeah, the Steven Seagal one uh, is, uh, it was terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm hooked on Celsius right now. Celsius. That's, my, that's my energy drink of choice. Celsius. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a sparkling water kind of thing. It's I was on Bang really bad. I had like a bad Bang addiction. Bang, yeah, Bang is Bang. Yeah, you do get addicted to Bang. Yeah, I was really bad on the Rainbow Unicorn Bang, uh, and then the uh, oh god, the Star Blast. God. So the freedom good. one was pretty good. The freedom one was pretty good for Bang. No, I, no, I was a, uh, I was very much addicted to the Bang for a long time uh, until I realized that I know it just I see just a lot of clowns drinking Bang, uh, just crazy funny clowns drinking it, and I kind of gave it up. And I now drink. Uh, it's called Raze, R A Z E, uh, and that one's pretty good. Doesn't have doesn't have the crash afterwards. And that gets me going. Yeah. So, uh, I I don't know, but and yellow and yellow Red Bull, the Red Bull in the Red... yellow can. Oh, it's like, like it's the... like the tropical punch or something. Yeah. But it's in the yellow can. That stuff is the oh, that stuff's good. Yeah, that stuff is you, pretty you, good. You, you got to get the tall boy because <laughs> like that because like that little seven ounces of it is just only enough to make you angry. Yeah, that's yeah, that is true. But yeah, I drink Rays. Uh, we have a friend uh, of the show that hooks me up every so often with this discount, and so I'm able to get a, I guess like a 12 pack or a 16 pack of Rays. They're they're pretty good. R A Z, they're pretty good. So I I, I, I saw that Steven Seagal karate chopped Chris off the uh, the stream for a little bit. Man, dude, it's like uh, it's like he knows we talk about him too much. It's like the it's like the action movie mafia. It's the Asian flavor. <laughs> The Asian yeah, sensation, whatever it was called. He needs, to, he, needs, me, he needs to bring it back. He needs. To, <laughs> Steve told me keep keep his name out of his mouth. Keep my, keep keep his name out of well, my mouth. I'm sure he'll bring it back if he needs more money for his lawsuits and pending investigations. He'll bring it back yeah. to a, make a make a quick bucker here. So just a 
just a bunch of people trying to take down a good man. Who? Drunk Love Van Dam? Whoever whoever's suing Steven Seagal. I think it's his I think it's his uh his girls. Because well, would he get busted for being a pimp in a, his, uh, in his uh jurisdiction because he was a sheriff? Well, it's somewhere in the, I think he's out of New Orleans. Which, yeah, so that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that doesn't surprise wow. you. No. Yeah, he, he got busted for uh, essentially just being a pimp and uh, karate chopping some bitches. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like. He should be able to stand up in court and his lawyer just be like, he's Steven Seagal. So, so, what is your favorite Steven Seagal movie of all time? What's your favorite Steven Seagal movie of all it's, time? It's, it's probably a tie between um, On Deadly Ground and uh, Fire Down Below. Fire okay. Down Ooh. Below is Fire Down Below is very good, where he goes up into the hollers of Kentucky and dressed in Indian garb. <laughs> And uh, and like samurai chops people with two by fours, and then builds an old man a porch, while systematically seeing that they're dumping toxic waste into the mines and poisoning the the hill folk. So, well, it's, that, it's very very good. Well, that is a. Uh... You know that that is Steven Seagal. That's what he does. I may actually have to watch our Deadly Ground tonight because I keep I, I, talking about it. Yeah, well, I think I'll I'll just say this: as much crap as I give, um, as much crap as I give uh, uh, Steven Seagal, Above the Law is one of my favorites that he's done. Above the Law is good. That's very early Seagal. And that's probably um, why. <laughs> um, you know, th- then you had then you had Steven Seagal's rap phase when he was doing like um exit wounds with dmx and then he did uh glimmer man he did the glimmer man with the glimmer uh, man with, with one uh, of the wayans brothers yeah oh wow yeah he was getting into his hip-hop phase which glimmer man is, is, is good glimmer man's pretty good mm-hmm. i'm learning I, that i didn't pay as near as much attention to steve seagal as the two of you did because i had no <laughs> idea this was a thing <laughs> Well, Glimmer Man is good. I remember the previews for Glimmer Man. Glimmer Man was, was pretty good. good. Okay, so do you have a favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie? Ooh, Nowhere to Run. I think Nowhere to Run is probably is probably his most underrated movie. It's okay. his it's his slowest movie. There's not a lot of action in uh, Nowhere to Run, um, but. Uh, one of the Culkins was in it and did a good yeah. job. And yeah, then, Rory Culkin. Uh, and then uh, Ted Levine played the bad guy, played yep. the, the muscle in it. And it, it just, to me, it's it's probably my favorite one because, I mean, he, he's – it's kind of like one of those less is more things with him, just him being there mm-hmm. and interacting with the characters and he's not fighting terrorists in a hockey rink or traveling in time or, you know, um, or, or fighting coconut trees. So, um, I would have to say nowhere to run is my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's probably one of the most, like I said, it's probably one of the most underappreciated ones. Okay. And then my second favorite is probably arguably his worst, um, which is cyborg. Really? Um, 
I, I don't think it's his worst. It's one of mine, but I could see how if you watched John claude Van Damme from like, let's say like 2002 or 2001 mm-hmm. to like 1995, like yeah. his real big hits. And then you go and you watch Cyborg. I can see how you're like, what, what is this? Wow. Like, I thought you didn't say Legionnaire. I never saw Legionnaire. Legionnaire think, is pretty bad. I think that's where I kind of started to tune out. I think, I think, um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the one where he goes to prison and he has to fight the Sandman. Um, I watched that one quite a few times. I'm not a big fan of Lionheart. Um, like you said, like rewatching Bloodsport, <laughs> it doesn't really Bloodsport doesn't, doesn't really w- work for me. Kickboxer doesn't really work for me. But Nowhere to Run is is kind of like cool. Like okay. it's cool, Van Damme. He's just like a cool guy. He's in a you know he's hiding out, and it's it's just kind of kind of a different story. Um, yeah. I think the only great, what I would say, like great Van Damme movie. It's probably Universal Soldier. Okay. You know, okay. budget, the actors around him, the writing was good. There was some comic relief in it. The story yeah. was kind of weird, but but really kind of fun. And you can see where other movies have kind of stolen from it. Yeah. And and, and done it maybe better. But um, you know, Universal Soldier is probably okay. commercially one of the better Van Damme movies. Okay. I think so, I remember. I think I remember Simon Says being good, or am I crazy? So, oh, with Simon, no, no, that's Dennis Robin. Simon Says is Dennis Robin. I think you're thinking of Double Team with Van Damme and Dennis. Oh Robin. yeah, yeah. Double oh team. okay. There was, there was Double Team, and then there was Double Take, because Double Take was where Van. No, Damme... that, you're, you're thinking Double Impact. Double, double impact. impact. Okay, you're right. Double there's, Impact. There's, okay. There, there was a Double Double though. Yeah. Okay. Which, which <laughs> yeah. double double, which double whopper? Yeah. Yeah. Double double impact was awful. It's pretty bad. It's, it's like you bad. got. T- it's like you got tough. It's like basically like. <laughs> it's like it's like oh god I can't remember the name of the show now, but it's basically like one Van Dam is Bob Saget, and the other Van Dam is Jesse. <laughs> full house. Nerd, <laughs> yeah. Full house. To full house. Full house. I, but so, so that's what it is. It's like you got nerdy Van Dam who does jazzercise and wears like leotards, and then you got, then you got Jesse. You got cool Van Dam in a leather jacket with sunglasses and his hair slicked back like as tight as it'll go. But um, yeah, yeah it's. I think I think that movie had like one scene mm-hmm. where they're both together, and yeah. that's where all the budget went. Yeah, that's pretty right cool. <laughs> so, so if Chris, I forgot to ask you, Chris, what do you have a favorite Seagal movie of all time? A favorite Steven Seagal movie? Um, man, you know it's hard to say, dude, because uh, again, I'm being genuine when I say that I think I didn't watch nearly enough of these uh, corny action movies that you guys did. Yeah, uh, I think I shied away from them when I was when I was at that point in life. I was really just getting into horror movies. Okay. And then um, I think then, then Jim Carrey happened. So I just veered <laughs> off into Jim Carrey. I mean, yeah, there was like Jim Carrey rabbit hole. Yeah, there was like four or five movies. There was like a six-year span of my life. It was just all Jim Carrey all the time. Yeah. And, and I suspect some of those movies probably came down around the same time that maybe Ace Ventura did. 
or my Ace Ventura was the kickoff. That, that was the kickoff movie was Ace Ventura. Yeah. Then it went and from was that. Was it 95, 96? <clears throat> I think so. And 93 was Ace Ventura. Because it went from Ace Ventura. Yeah. 93 was Ace Ventura. And then in 94. It was The Mask. What was The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, oh, wow. and um, Batman guy? Forever. Yeah, maybe Batman that. Because yeah, he was like, he had, he holds some kind of record too for like most most box office in a year because he had he was top billed on like four or five movies in 1994 and yeah. all of them made That's tons of insane. money yep yep he was yeah okay, then, uh, i think I, as, as a citizen of the world i was contractually obligated to watch all things jim carrey so okay, uh, okay. Well, I suspect well, a lot of those movies came out then so so okay so what about uh van damme do you have a favorite van damme movie um, probably, probably, probably Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Street Fighter. I knew. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just gonna suggest this one Van Damme movie, just because it's so, oh, it's so off the wall crazy that it's actually fun to watch. And it's called Knockoff. Knock it's basically okay. them going after knockoff jeans, knockoff shoes, and all these knockoff products, and it's got Rob Schneider in it as an action star. Huh. I may have to take that out. It's, so it's so, Jean Claude Van Damme goes to Harwin. It's it pretty much yeah, uh, but no, it's, it's Jean Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider as an action duo team. Wow, taking out like uh, these are like mafia people who smuggle knockoff jeans and other products across the borders. What a premise! Oh, it it, it is insane. It is stupid oh insane, God. but it is so <laughs> worth it to watch. I think I still have the DVD because I remember at one time the DVD was worth a lot of money because uh, you can only rent it from Blockbuster. But I got a copy from Blockbuster and it was worth quite a bit at one time. But wow. uh, it is such a stupid, fun movie. It is, <laughs> it is, it is great fun. It's stupid fun. So we talked movies. We talked your podcasting, Rob. What, thing, what, what one people don't know is one thing about you is that you have an impeccable hat game. You got your commander oh. hats. You've got your yes. taxi hats. You've got your relaxing hats. Went, I actually just went through my hats today, and there was way more than I than I had anticipated. <laughs> oh, I I think I I don't. Okay, how many do you have in your collection right now? How many do you have in your collection? Oh, I'd say at least I'd say at least 80, 85. What? So, <laughs> wow. Like currently here, like I'm looking at my closet, which is my go-to hats, and <laughs> I've got <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got about thirty-five that are my go-to hats in the closet, and then I got hat hangers all through my office, and that's <laughs> one, two, three times that's twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen right there, sixteen on my head. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, oh, there's like a couple on the printer. They're just kind of <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, up until last week, I went through my hats because I'm going to start selling some of my hats, cleaning them, getting ready to sell. I have to kind of w- watch my tone and how loud I say this because someone might be listening and might be upset when I make this number. <laughs> 94. You got me beat. 94. Those are now. I, <laughs> now, 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 I just, I just. I can literally moved. pull one. I can literally 
put my hand out somewhere and pull up a random hat that's somewhere. Jeez, yeah, like I, I, I just, I just <laughs> moved like I just moved like six months ago, mm-hmm. so I actually got rid of quite a few. Yeah, but like same, like same, like I could reach over here, and you know, there's my that's my green pile, and then I could reach <laughs> over here. Yeah, and this is my these are my these are my beach and my kind of floral pile. Yeah, then then I could reach over here, and these are my. My Colorado. So, so because because this is audio, Rob is showing us his commander style hats. And what commander style hats are, they're snapback hats with the front part of the hat uh, kind of structured up where it sticks up in the air, but as a rope that goes over from left to right across the bill, which looks like this old school 80s commander. uh, Yeah, it's like it's pretty much it's like the grandpa hat now. Yeah, this is the grandpa style hat. Hmm. Oh, wow. Not the dad hat, but the grandpa hat. No, no, it's the dad hat. Now I've got, or the grandpa hat. Now I've got, oh man, I've got Tampa Bay Rays, Alabama, Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> Chris uh, hates that. I, I have to say this, Chris is a LSU Roll fan. Tide? He, no, he's an LSU oh. fan, so oh, he I'm does sorry. not like the Tide. Well, I am also well, sorry. I guess this podcast tide, is over with. It's, it's not the Tide's <laughs> fault for... For Ogeron, that, that had nothing to do with it. Oh man! Hey, um, it's it's. I used to have a coworker who was an LSU fan as well, and I would wear my Alabama hat up there, and I would have to apologize to his defensive line every year about oh, them being a terrible team. And Jesus. every year he would come back and say, "We're going to win this year. We're going to win this year." And then, and for I think the last ten years they've only won once. So man, at this point, I just want the I just want the players to get some kind of financial compensation. That's all I want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, it's been, it's been, you know, and that's like, you know, that's where the hats all started for me was, mm. um, was Alabama football. Um, yeah. every, every year I would get one hat and that would be my season hat. So mm-hmm. I would, and I, and I really like the hat, like the hat you're wearing, the lightning hat. I always call them like floppy hats, you know, they oh, were the, the dad uh... hat, but they kind of were unstructured and they flopped and I could. I could wear them loose and and sit them down and yeah um and that's really so, where it started and then the collection started and then I started to find companies that you just couldn't find yeah. or that I had never seen anywhere like Howler Brothers and uh um uh, uh Hippie Tree and <laughs> uh <laughs> Col- Col- Colorado Unlimited and yeah. Sender and uh, Sendero products and all these things. And I just slowly began kind of grabbing them as I saw them, along with T-shirts. I don't even know how many T-shirts I have. But... Oh, yeah, I've gone through my T-shirts as well, too. I don't, I'm not even going to tell you the count on that. But, for, but, but to the listeners, what the hat I'm wearing is a 47 brand cleanup style hat, which has that unstructured, very comfortable, very soft. And because I freshly cut my hair off, it feels much better now to wear. I had to do the same. My hair was getting long, so I cut it down short. Even cut the beard short. Yes, I I see that. I can see that. But you are currently wearing what some people call a cabbie hat or the taxi hat. It's it's technically a Boston scally hat. And your co-host, Patrick, loves those types of hats, I, I hear. Oh, God, he hates them. <laughs> but yeah, this this was one I had to have because they had uh, sent me an email, and I bit really quick. But this is like their 
the Boston Scally Company. It's got a sea captain in it. I was sold. Yeah, it looks like Sammy Zane in there. It looks like Sammy Zane inside that hat. <laughs> and this is like one of six or seven Scally caps. <laughs> and I've got some hats in my collection that I used to work in. They're grody and nasty, but mm-hmm. they were like, um, I got a I got a Tuskware Alabama hat from the uh, 09 National Championship game that I can't get rid of. Um, every every Alabama game that I've been to, I, I keep the hat you know mm-hmm. that I wore there. But a lot of them I just don't really wear the dad the, the dad style hat anymore. I really like that the rope whatever it is the the roped snap bill the commander style hat. Yeah, the commander style hat. Yeah. Um, but I don't like a completely flat bill. I mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit of a shape to it. Um, Howler Brothers, I think, probably makes the best. Um, yes. But they're they're really hit and miss when it comes to the perfect fit every single time. Yeah. Um, and then these are the new ones. I don't know what these are called, but this is my new um, obsession. This one is from Burlap Apparel, but it's the fully like foam like collapsible bill oh wow oh wow that's oh, yeah, yeah. It's but it's like you could you could crush it and then it just pops right back so oh, it's wow. like a, and the bill is there's there's like no rigidity in it it's it's some kind of foam and these i bought one from hippie tree actually and whenever i see one i have to i got to get one because that foam bill is the most comfortable thing in the world when you wear it. Okay. I, I usually wear my hats all day long. So I haven't gone bald yet. That was, <laughs> that was what that was what everybody used to tell me. Quit wearing oh, hats, man. you're going to go bald. Yeah, you, you know who said that? Bald people. Yeah, probably. Um, I got and I got out of trucker caps. I don't I don't like the mesh backs anymore. I used to have a bunch of them, but now I can't stand them. I've only got like two or three of those left uh, in my. I don't have any of those. I have a big dome, man. I can't find regular hats that fit my big ass head. Yeah, well, that's, that, that is that's true. My problem. I've got a, I've got a massive, massive head. So, um, what high crown is what I look for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I like Howler Brothers. Howler Brothers actually has an extra large hat section. Yeah, and mm. they fit. They fit awesome. I got a bunch I, of those. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of like the new era style hats. I used to love new era hats. And then when I discovered 47 brand, uh, they just, the comfort. I love the comfort of 47 brand. I, I'm not going back to new era. So all of my Alabama hats, all of my, all of my Alabama hats, all of my uh, Tampa Bay Rays hats, all of my, my two Durham Bulls hats. Shout out to Kevin Costner. And it's ball um, spot. <laughs> Speaking of ball spots. Yeah, no, there's not one there. Um got a big one. Nope, nope. You haven't watched enough Yellowstone. I it's see gone. Man of Steel. I can see that thing from space. Uh, they, they, they just did that from they just did that for the comic book. He got a bigger ball spot than LeBron James. I will say that that, that is the uh <laughs> that I I've seen everything that Kevin Costner has done except for Man of Steel. I still haven't watched that one. And uh <laughs> But yeah, my, my, my it's all forty seven brand. Yeah, forty seven um, brand's awesome. And we we are in no way and uh, we're no way uh, partners with forty seven brand. They are not sponsors. They don't give us anything for free. 
But I mean, we would like it if they would. I'm not going to complain. I wish they would come out with some like throwback commander yes. style hats. I that wish they would. would. Be cool. I wish they would. It's they only a maritime, man. Everything was once was old was new again, so it's only maritime. Oh yeah. Oh, and then Huckberry website called Huckberry yeah. sells a bunch of really kind of um, woodsy kind of, or like I guess I wouldn't say like like minimalist hats, just like a, yeah, like a. Like just like a single patch or single logo, nothing too flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really like their stuff. Um, but yeah, no, you can't. I, I can't have enough of them. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's been going on for years and years and years. Danny and them make fun of me. Shoes as well. Um, <laughs> I've yes, I've heard about your epic shoe game. I, I, I was, I've been told about your epic shoe game. So. Yeah, I get I get fixated really quick on things. Like if I I found a pair of um these like 1978 replica Adidas, the Adidas Anikis, and uh-huh. over like a year I bought one I bought a pair of every single colorway. So what w- so oh, with wow. your obsession of Ghostbusters, even though you haven't seen the new movie, did you ever get the Reeboks, the Reebok Ghostbuster shoes or any of those? No. No, I didn't. Um, um, not really a Reebok guy. Uh, I was more of a Nike man until I found Adidas. Now I'm really because now now Adidas are retro and cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, no, my my obsession with Ghostbusters. I mean, that was just like man, just, I just grew up with it. I mean, I was born I was born in '86. Ghostbusters came out in '84. Mm-hmm. Um. It was one of those movies that my parents had on VHS, and uh, my mom has stories of me embarrassing her um, <laughs> because guests are at the grocery store or wherever, and one of like the first things besides, I guess you know, mom, dad, whatever, one of the first things like I really learned how to say as a as a kid, apparently I'd run around and scream, "It's Miller time." Nice. And so, uh, it just I you know Ghostbusters again. It's like it's the the rewatchability. Yeah, it's not trying to be hilarious. Um, and I think you could watch that movie without just busting over in laughter. Yeah, I mean you could watch that movie as just a fun, super. I could never really call it spooky. Um, but like a fun supernatural movie, yeah. um, it just it it just screams. Especially watching it now, um, it just screams like a better time. You know, it just does. I know there's every. I'm I'm, a, I'm old now because I just I wish the '90s were back with the same technology. Yeah, uh, but like <laughs> no, it just does. It just does. It just. I don't think there's. And I love Ghostbusters Part 2. I mean, I love both of them. I think that the first one is better. Um, But again, I think it's just one of those movies that is perfect. And it's perfect by mistake. And that's what makes it so great. Because I think if you watch movies that, you know, like Dan Aykroyd did with... um, Oh, God, that one with Demi Moore, and he played the creepy judge, and... Oh, oh nothing, nothing but trouble. trouble. Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Like, like, you see something like that, and I think that's where that's where you take it too far. And then, okay. 
it just doesn't work. But then you have something like Ghostbusters, which when you really dig into it, uh, that Ivan Reitman and people got in there and were just ripping pages out of Dan Aykroyd's script. was like, no, no, we can't do that. No. And then it's like this big culmination of, you know, Dan Aykroyd's, you know, idea, Ivan Reitman. Then you've got, you know, basically Bill Murray. All he's got to do is show up. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's what, and that's what Bill they Murray, said. Yeah. And, that, and that's what they said that Bill Murray agreed to do it, and nobody knew he was going to do it until the day he showed up on set, and everybody had no. And then boom, he's hitting every mark, and he's just going wow. through it. And and that's what makes it. It that's what makes it perfect. And I think that um, I hope this third one is great. I hope it's good. Um, but I'm definitely not one of those people that's going to expect it to be better than the original. No. And I'm not no. one of those people that's going to be disappointed when it's not, you know, I it... just want it to be, I think any, any sequel that's this, oh God, 40 years, yeah. almost 30 years later. It's a 30 year later movie. Yeah. You know, to me, there is a position to me. I don't honestly, I don't think this movie gets made if the reboot wasn't so terrible. I can kind of see that. And and I'm not saying it to be, I'm not saying it to be mean um, or anything like that. I'm just saying that there was a reason to make this movie. Yes. There was never a reason to make this movie though. It, I mean like, but when they rebooted it and the other one was just so awful and so terrible, I think it's kind of like, Stallone should have quit Rambo on the one before last. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be an ending. We got to like yeah. end it somewhere and where they decided to end. It was just not good enough. So okay. I'm, I'm hoping this one will be great. And I think that it really will be. And I don't think it's a money grab as much as I no. think it's almost like, you know, Harold Ramis passed away, Bill, mm-hmm. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and then probably don't have, you know, that much time left, you know, kind of thing. And also, you know, I think it's really cool to to try to do it right, but yeah. I think that this this movie kind of has to be made more than well, I, I, mean, I don't think Bill Murray wants to make this movie. I don't think Dan Aykroyd necessarily wants to make a third one. They've had plenty of opportunities to, but I think now they kind of have to. Well, Ernie Hudson needs a paycheck, so Yeah, oh. well, I mean, yeah, he's sweeping Comic-Con. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. No, and, I'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll just, I'll just say this. I'll just say this about this movie because you haven't seen it yet. Um, and without giving really, without getting anything away, unless you go online and look at the merch, uh, this is this one feels like a direct sequel from the first one, where the second one doesn't exist because there are okay. no references to the second one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I can almost kind of live with that as long. You know, see, that's my whole thing with 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 movies mm-hmm. um you know because uh, uh david gordon green um should never work again and be deported <laughs> for what he's done to halloween and what makes what makes it inexcusable is let's say okay they erase the second one okay. and i'm okay and, and i'm okay with that i wouldn't be okay with it if we had to go through a 10 minute dialogue filled exposition as to why if you that's don't have there. any call, if you don't have any callbacks, cool, that's fine. The, 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 but the like, call- but like, don't, but, but but don't try your hardest to 
You know what I mean? Like, don't try your hardest yeah. to build this universe and waste time explaining why you destroyed another one. Just it, pick it up and go. Just the, There are some go. callbacks. There are some callbacks and references, but those callbacks, the way they are done, are done very like progressively for the story. It makes Good. sense. It flows. Yeah, you can't have a 30-year sequel without some callbacks, you know? And, and I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with that. I'm just not okay with just not okay with with writers and directors and and studios that are so lazy as to have me sitting in the seat at home or in a theater watching a movie called Ghostbusters and then explaining to me what yeah. what Ghostbusters is you bought this to make i mean you're 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 re, you're, you're doing a Ghostbusters sequel and this one really doesn't work as well it's just we can just say the Ghostbusters reboot that um uh, that happened, unfortunately. Um, again, it's like you bought a title mm-hmm. to make this movie to use the title to sell the tickets to get people to watch it. You don't need to explain to me why I'm here. Yeah. You know, same with it's the same with the Halloweens. It's the same with so many other reboots. The Poltergeist reboot, uh, horror is really bad about it. You know, so yeah. many things. It's like if you wanted to make like the, they're talking about redoing the crow. Like if you wanted to, yes. re, if you wanted to make any of this stuff, you could have just wrote a story and named it anything else. But you intentionally sought out to buy a property mm-hmm. to get people that remember the property to buy tickets to see your movie. So don't explain to me the property. Like I'm yeah. here to see it. I don't need any of this exposition. I don't need anything else. I don't. I, I I mean, a little Easter eggs here and there are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like Evil Evil Dead 2013 did it brilliantly. They just erased they they just unapologetically erased everything. Yes. Evil Dead 2013. Yeah, it's perfect. It's it perfect. It, it was his own thing. It was his own thing. Yep. So go see Ghostbusters. Ever. I'm going to tell you, just go see it. It's definitely worth watching in the theater, just for no, the looked, it, environment, just for just it, for the ambiance. Definitely worth well, watching. It, it looks amazing. It looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a fan of Paul Rudd, even though he slept with his stepsister. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Oh, I was almost so. clueless to that joke. But I, I <laughs> well, she's stuck in a dryer. Well, she's stuck in the dryer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's that's where this all started, all these people rediscovering Clueless. Um, oh, but no, it, 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 it looks good. I'm glad that, you know, I mean, there's certain things in there that, again, if you're going to do a sequel 30 years later or remake a movie, I want to see those things. Like if they remake Back to the Future, which thankfully they uh, all the people that own the rights to it have said over their dead bodies and over their children's. Um, Unfortunately, I want to... Gremlins is going to happen to Gremlins. We're getting that reboot. Yeah, and you know, and that's okay with me as long as it's not completely CGI'd. But it's like if you're going to redo Back to the Future, there better be a DeLorean. And I don't mean a little Easter egg of a DeLorean. I want the DeLorean time machine. I want the Ecto One. I want that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that you want to stick in the movie. Because again, that's not ten minutes exposition. Yeah. There's the Ecto One. There's Doc Brown's DeLorean. You know, that kind of stuff. There's, you know, the Marty McFly's lace-up Nikes. You know, that's the kind of stuff that fans want, and that's the kind of unbelievable disconnect 
that these billion dollar production companies, it's almost like they never saw the movie and, or they saw it, but they're so disconnected from it that they don't understand why people loved it. Yeah. So So, I think that's where you really get the fans like stirred up. You know, I think had nothing to do with, with, you know, um, the all female cast in Ghostbusters. It had to do with the fact that the writing was terrible. The acting was terrible. It was trying too hard. And again, you're certain things that probably could have saved you. You just threw in the trash. Well, I, I will say this, Chris Hemsworth in that movie was golden. He was great. He was, he was hilarious. Um, he was I mean, Chris, the same reason. Movie, yeah. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is another one up there with like Tom Hardy for me. Oh, that, there you go. There's, I was trying to think of an action movie that wasn't 20 years old that I really loved. Um, Extraction. Chris Hemsworth and Extraction, yes. that Netflix movie. That was again, good. That was, was fantastic. Good. And again, because he's not he's not superhuman. Um, it's a very simple story. Yep. And it it, it kind of like hits all the tones. Yes. But with no unneeded drama. Sequel comes out know. next year. Sequel comes yep. out next year. Just can't wait for very, that one. Very excited. It was that, that was a 10 out of 10. Yes, that was a good movie. movie. Definitely a good movie. Definitely a good movie. But yes, but I, I'm going to tell you again, go see Ghostbusters. If you can, and if you're able to, go to an AMC 30 because they have Ecto-1 popcorn buckets. You have a okay. life-size Ecto-1, or not life-size, but like a giant. Whoa. It's Let's not life-size. Sorry, it's, but, it's, but it's a large popcorn bucket that's shaped like the Ecto-1. And it's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. Uh, they are completely sold out in our area. Even today, they were sold out when they got more in. Uh, but mm-hmm. probably where you're at, you might be able to get one. Yeah, it's nothing but old people down here. They uh, uh, the, the popcorn would 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 aggravate their gout or something. Aggravate their teeth. It would yeah, chip so, their teeth. Yeah, they would. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I can feel my blood pressure pumping already, Murray. We can't be in here too much longer, Murray. And then Murray's out there hearing bingo numbers, thinking he's playing bingo at the hall. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> oh my god! Did he just say O thirty seven? Merry, Merry oh. Christmas is coming around the corner. You gotta go down to Walgreens and get the little uh. walking robot for Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> All the, I, I guarantee you, there's more Christmas shopping in this town at Walgreens than anywhere else. Walgreens. Yeah, all the I, bullshit I, toys that the kids don't want. Like, uh, send me little Johnny's Christmas list. Why? You're not going to buy anything <laughs> off of it. You're going to Walgreens. At all. You're going to go to like, Walgreens and get a bullshit bobblehead. Like, hey, not even a Funko Pop. It says he wants Legos. Are these Mega Bloks okay? They're no, the Mega price. Bloks are never okay. <laughs> I got the Legos from Walgreens. I got a bag of Legos. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> They're all just uh-huh. a little four-piece brick, though. There's nothing else. <laughs> uh well, well, Rob, it was it was fun to have you on God. this episode. I had a lot of fun yes, bringing you. you on here. Was, you I, was, def- was, was, was I better to have on than Patrick? You were definitely worth the wait with the cancellations oh, and falling see asleep and all just, that. You look, this isn't. <laughs> you're not running for political office. Just tell me the truth. No, can consider him the consider the opening act to the uh, to the main event. How's that? So, like, oh, I, I can't. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Uh, or, or make a decision. It's like choosing between your favorite kid. You know, which one's your favorite, which one's not. I'm not going to say that Indy, out loud. Indy's my favorite. Indy's um, your favorite? Yeah, he's my dog. 
It's okay. Gwen is mine. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm not going to choose. As I say that, as I say, my dog is my favorite. My 14 year old son. I could hear him through the house screaming at his PlayStation. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening in there right now. Uh, he's so he's hacking. Suck it. He's hacking. Uh, <laughs> but. Is there anything you want to plug? You can use this opportunity to plug your podcast. Where can people find you? All of that nonsense. Plug away right now. Oh, man. Um, well, uh, we have, me and Patrick have the Horror Stuff podcast, which can be found by searching Horror Stuff or Robot Punch. I don't think you could go wrong with just searching Robot Punch. I'm pretty sure that's the main channel. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at O'Neilio with four O's. Um, that's kind of I me mean, like cult classic horror. I don't even know if we have another episode in the world. I mean, I'm sure there will be another episode eventually with them. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> when I'll be back on. Um, uh, I, actually, I, I don't even, I mean, with the holidays coming, I doubt anything's going to be going on with cult classic horror until sometime mid January or later. Okay. In which Carmelo will probably try to force me to watch uh, The Bride of Frankenstein <laughs> or, or something horrible. Because I've, I've been pitching Hell Comes to Frogtown for like oh, two years. Wow. You know, everybody's doing that movie right now. Everybody's doing that movie. I don't know. Maybe. maybe I think I think um, I think How Did This Get Made did an episode on it. Well, I'll just say uh, this. Uh, or we hate movies. Did these really big podcasts? It's kind of like the thing too. Like yeah. you really see a trend hit when like how did this get made? Which is one of my favorite podcasts ever. Um, but yeah, they'll do like something like like Face Off or Con Air or Halloween Three Season of the Witch, and then boom, out of nowhere, over like the next couple of months, you just start to see more pop, 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 pop. They just well, start. They just start rolling out. Well, it's like it's like in the last three weeks. Uh, Podcast Colt Forty Five, Forever Midnight, uh, and, a, and two other ones I can't think of their name right now are doing Hill Comes to Frogtown. And well, me and just... Patrick, me 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 and Patrick did it maybe a, two months ago. So maybe yeah, maybe maybe we're the new trend. You know, I don't know. Probably are trailblazing, man. Yeah, probably yeah. are. So, but yeah, but yeah, so follow them on you know on a uh, robot punch or look for horror stuff on iTunes. That's where I subscribe to them is via iTunes. They're yeah, Halloween we have, episode. We have Apple products, unlike Patrick yeah. with his with his Android phone that I'm with his track phone with his burner phone. Can't <laughs> he's got a Boost mobile phone? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he does. I can't stand it because every time I text him, I get green text messages. It's just it's, dis- <laughs> it's disgusting. Singular wireless. Singular wireless. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't text oh. me back sometimes, so I guess he's out of minutes. I don't know, or <laughs> or he's or he's he's probably mad at me because I haven't done a I haven't because I'm 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 a I'm a prima donna. I, don't, I only podcast only podcast when I'm backed into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, third time's a charm with us. So it took a while, yeah. but we're finally here. But uh, yeah, I yeah. just want to thank you again for uh, coming on the show. Yes, thank and, you. And uh, it, it has been a blast. It has been fun. You have been just as entertaining as Patrick. Uh, I'm not going to say who's been better, but you're no, just I as was, entertaining. I listened to the episode with Patrick. He was he was, Patrick. Patrick was really fun about recording with Patrick, is especially with my type of personality, which is just 
saying whatever pops into my head. Um, <laughs> it's really fun to get Patrick riled up because Pat, Patrick Patrick becomes animated not only I because I I mean I we and him went to high school together um, yeah and, and we used to record in person um, but he gets animated with his voice so like I can tell when I really start to like like start to like give him like body blows yeah here and there and then eventually the fuse is lit and you could just it's so fun to hear the frustration and <laughs> gaslighting gaslighting and he's and he's he is hilarious he really is hilarious but he'll be i honestly i don't know if he knows how funny he actually is though he is funny because i've got some incredible reactions out of him i'll just text him and get a reaction out of him like oh i'm gonna bring that up on the next show and just i've never seen him get so upset when i said that i like demonic and he was legitimately <laughs> upset by those comments well i i mean so some of the secrets and everything you're like you know basically you sending him stuff and i remember i'm in like i'm in the group chat and something will pop up rob what the hell did you send me and i know myself and all the other people in the chat are like oh we're, we're, we're waiting we're waiting for the picture because we know it's yep. going to come with another explanation of why did you send me this? And I remember there was one time it was like a box of whistles or a box of kazoos that a you sent him. box of kazoos. Him. I sent him. I sent Random him, box of kazoos. I, I sent him 50 kazoos for him and his kids. <laughs> and I was getting videos and audio recordings of his whole house erupting in the sound of kazoos. I've been threatening oh to God. send him. A, I've been threatened to send him a live snake, but I honestly think he would murder me if i sent him a live snake um yikes he's petrified of snakes uh the worst the, the worst thing i ever did to patrick and he actually texted me a couple of days ago and asked me if i had done it again um which i didn't because i learned my lesson um the worst thing i ever did to patrick and this was just on a whim i just woke up one morning i just feel a little goofy feel a little goofy so i put his phone number on craigslist <laughs> And I remember this. Oh wow! <laughs> I remember and this. I I was trying to think of something ridiculous to put it with, and if memory serves me correctly, it was between a child's bouncy castle or a free commercial-sized popcorn machine. <laughs> and I put free commercial-sized popcorn machine. I went on to Google Images and did a real deep dive and found like a picture of one in somebody's house, not like. You know what I mean? Like, this was like, it definitely looked like it belonged on Craigslist. And when I tell you, within, <laughs> within, 10, within 10 minutes of posting that ad, he oh, sent an email. He found the listing. Within 10 minutes, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so by, by, let's say, like 8.30 in the morning, he had 30 or 40 text messages for this popcorn machine and phone calls. So he found oh, my God. listing. He found my listing on Craigslist. And sent that listing an email and was like, hey, I he was actually being very polite. And he was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I think you accidentally listed my number instead of your number. And he and he put his name and he put his little phone number underneath. He's like, and this is my number here. So I think you just transposed the number. If you could please edit your ad immediately, you know, blah, blah, blah. That would be like wonderful. Okay. And I emailed him back. And of course, he doesn't know it's me because it's all anonymous and Craigslist. And I emailed him back. And I basically emailed him back like the bitchiest response I could. And I was like, uh, well, if you're, if you're not interested in the popcorn machine, please don't message me here. And I think I know what my, and I, and I think I know what my damn phone number is. And 
I'm sending them. I'm sending him that as me and Savannah, me and my wife, are going to Target or something. She's like, he's going to kill you. Like, turn it off now. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just getting good. And then, <laughs> and and then within like five more minutes after that email, my phone starts to go off, and he's like, Rob, if this is you, he's <laughs> 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 like, he's like, it's, it starts off with like, did you put my oh, phone wow. number on Craigslist? And my response to him was like, no, why in the world would I ever do something like that? The most sarcastic. And there it comes. Take it off now. I am so fucking serious. If you don't take my phone number off, that was the best. Because, I mean, he was in an absolute rage and it was not funny for him for a while. (laughs) But he he messaged me like three or four days ago. Did you put my phone number back on Craigslist? I was like, actually, no. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't. So. Oh, man. So if you're listening to this and you want to hear more of Rob and Patrick and their antics, definitely go check out their podcast. It, it is very entertaining. Uh, again, Halloween episode, their latest one. Uh, they throw shade at our podcast because Rob wasn't invited, but he is here now. <laughs> so go check it out. <coughs> and. Yeah. With all that being said, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, uh, we kind of went back on our word about having shorter episodes. But, you know, we had an entertaining guest. We had an entertaining guest. What are you talking about? We're under two hours, man. I can easily go three. Uh, Okay there, Ric Flair. We don't need you to go three. (laughs) I need to actually watch that. I need to watch that, that Spike TV thing. I don't even watch wrestling, but I keep getting clips of it sounds interesting what all those guys did in the 80s oh oh oh, oh you're talking about dark the, side. the dark side of the ring oh jesus yeah, yeah you gotta watch watch all of it man so yeah fun. that one it so is wild insane. it is insane so thanks for listening everyone always remember don't unfriend just unfollow and uh <laughs> yeah i took that i took that saying and have fun just Enjoy your holiday, and by the time this episode comes out, it might be Thanksgiving. I don't know yet. So thanks again. So I am Aaron. And I'm Chris. And uh, <laughs> over the holidays, if you're watching The Sixth Sense, think of me. Th- think of there me doing The Sixth Sense? Yes. Hey. Uh, skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> so bye, guys. <laughs> uh, and fuck ponchos. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.